Hey guys, Evan from Gymaware. We're really happy to be supporting Coach Demayo's podcast series once again. For those who don't know, our main product is Gymaware. It's the gold standard for measuring performance and implementing velocity-based training in the weight room. It excels in busy team training environments, and for many coaches, it's the Swiss Army knife of their toolkit. The Gymaware is used for athlete profiling, jump testing, fatigue monitoring, and for listing within velocity zones. The system provides real-time feedback on individual targets, plus it's got an impressive range of leaderboards. Now, for those that are after a VBT device that's affordable, for the individual and for smaller groups, we recently released our new laser-based product, Flex. Importantly, it's been independently validated and proven to be both accurate and reliable. So if you're interested in either product, or you wanna learn more about the velocity-based training and how it can help you as a coach, check out our website or contact us directly. So in the meantime, we trust you enjoy the Coach Demayo's podcast, Outside the Rack. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some fantastic practitioners that are always searching for more. But more what? What are strength and conditioning coaches searching for to better their ability to prepare their athletes? Well, what about cutting edge information? or a place where you can find different opinions from forward-thinking coaches on what you're doing, how you're doing, and try to get feedback to be better for your athletes? Or what about a place where you'll find like-minded coaches that can provide solid coaching advice and career development for you as you progress through your career as a strength and conditioning professional? Well, this is exactly why we built the Strength Coach Network. You'll have access to exclusive monthly content on top of the sensationally active forum that we have where you can communicate with coaches all over the world to find those answers that you're looking for to help you be a better practitioner for your athletes. So make sure you hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 80th episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of GymAware. On this show, we're just going to try to dive a little deeper into the minds of the top practitioners in the world of sport performance to learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by Antonio Sculante. He is a clinical, he is, excuse me, a faculty member at Santa Ana College and also works at the Clinical Exercise Research Center at the University of Southern California, and also is a new author for Ultimate Athlete Concepts. Antonio, thanks for being with us today, brother. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that. Yeah, man. It's great to catch up. I'm glad you're doing well. But before we get too far into this, bud, who is Antonio? Well, (laughs) I'll try to keep it short. I was born and raised in Italy, so pretty far away from the United States. Um, I spent my childhood playing different sports and I got into American football when I was about like 18, 19. So throughout college, college I played some, uh, some American football, graduated with a degree in physical education. So I've always been very much oriented toward uh, the world of strength and conditioning. And then I took a little break uh, to try to play professional with American football for a while. Got it a shot for like about three years. Um, and when I was faced with the, with the option of choosing whether I should pursue a career as an athlete or a career as a professional, uh, well, American football wasn't paying much, wasn't paying at all in Italy because of very little sport, very niche. 
so I chose to concentrate more on my career, and that's where I uh, eventually moved to the States, start working as a strength and conditioning coach for NCAA, uh, anywhere from Division three to Division one uh, in the States, in Canada, uh, some experience with uh, professional football, uh, professional soccer, and rugby in Europe as well. And then just more, re more recently, since 2016, I kind of diverted a bit from my path and I got more into the academic side of things. And since then it's been just mostly uh, teaching, uh, being involved with the NSCA in terms of education for uh, CSCS courses uh, and lots of research with the university and just teaching in general within the collegiate aspect of things. And a lot of involvement also with the special interest group. We should probably make sure yes. that gets in there too. Yeah, okay. I've been... Um, I volunteered with the NSCA uh, weightlifting SIG. Now, this is my sixth year as a volunteer, and he's the third year as the chair of the group, uh, which has been a blessing, and I loved every second of it. Uh, I feel like besides connecting with a lot of amazing people, it just gave me the opportunity to learn, develop, and improve more soft skills like communication, leadership, team management, and all those kind of things. And I think the, the weightlifting stick has grown a lot because of the teamwork that we put in it. Uh, we were able to get connections with uh, many researchers and practitioners in Europe, in Australia, in the United States. So it's a very well diverse group. Uh, we host a broad variety of like male and female strength and conditioning coaches. So I'm very thankful for the opportunity. The NSCA has given me uh, a chance to grow as a professional being part of this weightlifting stick for sure. Yeah, and that's awesome. So now as a guy who's gone from athlete and the teaching education to coach to now the academic side, those are three pretty big changes. Yeah. So I'm really fired up to hear this. If you wouldn't mind, describe a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career. Yeah, I hope that as an epiphany is good to describe a situation that made me feel extremely inadequate for the field I was working in and motivated me to get better. And that was for sure um, the summer of 2016. So uh, rewinding back when I was living in Philadelphia, I had a short time at Villanova University with the football team. And then I got more into uh, professional sports with track and field, which has always been one of my passions. Uh, I still do some shot putting on the side and I work with a team of javelin throwers. So all adult athletes that were training for the Olympics. So uh, we actually got uh, one javelin thrower to qualify for the Olympic trials in uh, Oregon, Eugene, uh, for that year. So we went and we spent a whole week there uh, for him to compete and get qualified. But also, I mean, the event was just a day. So the remaining of the time we were just either training or looking at other people competing and getting ready for it. And, and I, I don't want to sound too, uh, I don't want to sound too comfortable with myself, but I felt pretty good being there because I mean, I, I did help this guy to get there. We did a good job training. We did a good job with nutrition and everything else that comes with it. Um, but when I actually got there and I saw the way other coaches with much, much, much more experience than I had uh, with many more years of practice with many more, uh, amazing results that what I achieved as an athlete and as a coach uh, I saw them doing their job and the way they were going about like coaching their athletes um, 
from something very simple as just choosing exercises to do in a situation that was so like high pressure as an Olympic trial, the way they managed talking to their athletes. And my, the thing that really struck me is like, I just remember being around them um, and their athletes were asking them questions, uh, some very complicated to dealing with training, preparation, uh, recovery and so forth and so forth. And these coaches had a very calm and simple answers for all those questions. And I asked myself, would I be able to do the same thing if my athletes were to ask me those questions, if I were to be put in the same spot? And my answer was a clear no. Like, I know what I know. I'm comfortable in the weight room. I can get someone stronger. I can probably get them less likely to get hurt. But am I competent enough to provide them answers that they needed, they deserved as athletes? And since the answer was no, I remember we flew back from Eugene within... A week and a half, I was back enrolled in school, got my master, got two masters, tried to get more advanced into education. And I, I got to see how much I actually didn't know when I was a practitioner. And that really motivated me to somehow find a way to give back to the community. Like I've been there, uh, I've done plenty of mistakes. I've been in situations where I probably was not prepared for it. I've learned from it. Now I can probably get a bit better because I'm more exposed to research and learning and studying. So let me try to provide you with something that can help for, that can help you to be a better practitioner. Dude, I absolutely love that answer. Cause I think that all too often we think going into situations like that, we have all the answers. And then when you see some of these people that, I don't know, this is probably going to sound bad, but the people that like you would see and you would have stolen stuff from, and, done, <laughs> and then like they're they're sitting there and they look like they're almost sleepwalking and just like plucking answers and and like pulling the right strings at the right time, and you just feel so completely inadequate. That's a great great moment, and I hope that a lot of the young coaches that listen to this get lucky enough to have one of those moments because man does that help you find that next gear to be better it's a it's a reality check it's important and i remember one moment that was really really um like powerful for me personally we were in a we, we couldn't access the main weight room on campus so we had we went to a local gym and it was like three days before uh, this guy competed and a few other athletes were in the weight room with us. And my guy was doing some fairly heavy power clean just a few days before the competition. Other athletes were doing like some plyo, some medicine ball work. And I remember one of them asking their coach, uh, asking his coach, like, I don't remember exactly the, the words, but it was like, how long do I need to peak for a competition? How long do I need to taper and be ready for a competition? And back then when I heard that question, in my mind, I was reviewing like all the books I've read, uh, Bompa, Periodization, Tapering, History, like all the stuff I've learned from books. And I remember sitting there and said like, man, I don't have the answer for this question. And that guy popped an answer right away. Oh, you need about 36 hours and between a day and a half and two days. And he went on explaining like all these like, uh, tissue adaptation and CNS adaptation and how you supercompensate and now you get rid of fatigue and all very depth in 
very in-depth into like general adaptation syndrome and giving like all these roundabout things that I no, I would have never be able to put together in such an articulate answer. And I realized, man, probably I don't know enough. Yeah, man, that's great. That's great. But getting into an aha situation like that leads you to have to ask better questions. There's a guy who went back to school and has had the three changes and is, you know, still in school doing more yeah. research and such. I'm fired up to hear this, bro. If you could ask one question, and you know you're going to get the answer to it. What would that be, and why? Um, I'll I'll try to keep it uh, coherent with what we're discussing about in terms of uh, sports science and performance. Uh, there will be many more questions that we'd like to ask, but they're more like general and broad. Uh, when it comes to training, probably what I would like to have an answer for is. How much does strength really matter when it comes to performance of sport? Meaning we all know, I assume we all know the importance of getting our athletes stronger. And that's twofold. Like we want, the, we want to get them more explosive and more performing better on the field. And we want to make them more like solid to resist from injuries and prevent injuries from happening. But how much does the strength really matter and how much time and effort and energy we should invest in getting these athletes stronger? And I, um, that's my humble opinion and I might not be completely right, but I think if we look at science, we're still so far from having an answer for this question, uh, which leads to a lot of gray areas where people pull strings toward the direction that probably is not always the most appropriate one where either they do too much strength training, they don't do enough strength training, or they just do the wrong strength training because there's not an answer yet to this question. Yeah, and there's actually probably more questions about that question than there are even remotely close answers. Yeah. You know, I and that's, that's wild. You know, when you think that with, as far as we've come with everything, that at some point we could figure out, are we really helping? Yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy, man. But listen, Antonio, let me get you out of here with this, bud. You're a guy who's coaching, he's researching, you're helping other practitioners get better. You're working with people all around the world with the, with the SIG. You're writing. You're a busy dude. Like, <laughs> you've got a lot going on. So how do you come back to neutral, man? What's, what's your escape? Um, I think what keeps me grounded is prioritizing things in life, meaning that, yes, I find a great deal of pleasure uh, teaching and writing and researching and reading and working out and everything that pertains to the world of strength and conditioning, but I do find much more pleasure in spending time with family. And uh, either that it's my wife or our dogs or our cats or whatever the case may be, but uh, my escape from busyness and craziness, and believe me, there are days where I don't catch a break for 14 hours straight because uh, working on different time zones, sometimes I start working at four o'clock in the morning and I have to be up, ready to go. And I'm not done until 5 p.m. our time in California. So that's a long day without a break. Uh, what gets me going and what kind of brings me back to a more neutral ground and a more like neutral environment is probably just residing, closing my computer, putting the phone away and just spend time with family. That's the most important thing.
Yeah, man, hundred percent. That's awesome. And you know, the, the one thing that we do need to talk about here really quick before we get out, cause I'm not gonna let you get out. How's the book, man. Tell us about the book. Tell us about what you got coming, what just came out with UAC. Uh, so people can make sure that you hop over and pick that up. Thank you. Uh, yes, that's, that's a project I've been working on for a, for a very long time. Uh, Funny enough, like I did reach out to Ultimate Athlete Concepts a while back, uh, but probably my project was a little bit too early in its development and it wasn't consolidated yet. It took me a while to understand what kind of book I had in mind to write. Uh, but then when I did realize what the strength of that book should be um, and what kind of people it should be addressing, what kind of practitioner uh, should be addressed, uh, it was much easier for me to write it. Uh, that's a book that is the result of my personal experience. And uh, it's hard for me now to separate what I've learned on the field from what I've learned by doing studying and research, uh, research. So it's a combined expression of what I learned in my career. And as the goal of uh, providing younger practitioners, so people that are new in the field of strength and conditioning with a set of guidelines on was the safest, safest, easiest, most effective way to set up a strength training program for an athlete that can deliver results and be effective under like different aspects such as like performance enhancement, injury prevention, but the basics though, just what, it, what evidence shows that works and works for everyone. So that those people that read this book then they can go about their life, gaining more experience, developing their own philosophy and style to training because training is still to some extent an art. Like you start from science, but then you develop your own um, approach to it. I'm no one to assume that my approach works for everyone. What I put in the book is just what I've learned that still works no matter what and is backed up by science. So is the, let's say entry level uh, guidelines and application for strength and conditioning. It's awesome. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Yosef says he, it's it's a must. And so that's all I need to hear, man. Antonio, can't thank you enough for being on and being with us today, man. So fired up for what you're doing and so appreciative of your time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. Yeah, man. Well, cheers. We'll be in touch real soon, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks.